Well, we've been in Philippians for a few days, but I haven't really said much about the letter to the Philippians. The Philippians were the first Christian community founded on the continent of Europe. And um, they were Paul's favorite community. He makes that pretty clear in this letter. And they also were the people who were responsible, especially through Lydia, for bankrolling St. Paul as he went around on his missionary activities. And I know we have a few missionaries here, so we're grateful for people like that, right? But the thing to know, especially today, is we're not sure. This letter might be a combination of two or three letters. There's kind of some jumps in the middle that we're not sure if that's just Paul having a non sequitur or if somebody later combined them. But it's clear from the portion we hear today that while Paul is writing this section, he is in jail somewhere else writing to the Philippians. That helps put this passage in context that we hear today. And today, do this passage, and especially the end of our gospel passage, we're going to talk a little bit about poverty. So Jesus talks again today of conflict, about hating father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. But listen carefully. It's not about suffering for the sake of suffering. It's about if our conflict, if our values come into conflict with our family, we're to choose the gospel, but we're not supposed to go out of our way to cause problems with our family. Jesus speaks of carrying our crosses and following him. Again, it's not suffering for the sake of suffering. Clifford Geertz, the great sociologist, I used to quote this all the time in papers in the seminary, but I don't think I've ever used it in the homily until now, um, said that religion, anthropologist, that's what he is, he's an anthropologist, and he said religion is defined by being something that both embraces the status quo and challenges the status quo. If you say that you are a Christian and you can live comfortably in society the way it is without any conflict, you're not you are not following the parts of the religion that challenge the status quo. Jesus speaks of being prepared by renouncing all our possessions. It's not about suffering for the sake of suffering. It's about eliminating distractions. Well, me, to become a Paulist, I had to make a promise of celibacy, obedience, and gospel simplicity. And people of our society think of those as saying no to three things. But I've come to understand them as saying yes to other things. By being a professed celibate, I am called to love broadly. I am called to be there for strangers when the phone rings at three in the morning. And yeah, there are, are a few times when I'm grumpy when I answer the phone, but usually by the time I get on my feet and get out the door, I am blessed. My promise of obedience means that I will have job security for life. I will never go on a job interview. I will never worry if there is food on my plate because I am provided for. Gospel simplicity, not poverty, gospel simplicity. I'm working at it. 
Maybe I'm taking a few steps away from gospel complexity, but I'm still working at it. But the less possessions I have, the less time I find I need to dedicate to taking care of my possessions. The less time I worry about clothes. I hate going shopping. I hardly ever have to do it anymore. All I do is get black usually. But... um, which will be great if I'm ever sent to New York. I'll fit right in with the, the trendy people. But um, I have less books and less music. And that means that I get to spend more of my time doing what I feel called to do. So the question for all of you who don't make those kind of promises are, what's holding you back? What is getting in your way of living the life you feel called to live. We're in the Gospel of Luke. And Luke's beatitude said, Blessed are the poor. I am by no means poor by the world's standards. But my life is simpler than most men in the United States my age. And indeed, I am. And blessed.